Sun's coming up over the great city of Toronto, and this the last day of August. And the most important aspect, I think, or the most important information I can supply you with this morning is the temperature, because it's 10 degrees out there, so brisk to say the least. We are joined by Mark Tui, advisor to business and political leaders. Nice to have you, sir. Good morning, John Moore. Okay, your thoughts on the Integrity Commissioner's report, because this is this is fairly damning stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, and uh, to be honest, I haven't read the full 168 pages of it. I've read the executive summary, and I skipped ahead to the uh, findings, but uh, it's it's interesting to me because it continues to point the finger at the minister's chief of staff as the principal architect of all the stuff that is of concern, but holds the minister accountable, and rightly so, as the the buck stops here person in terms of uh, he was ultimately responsible for what his uh, chief of staff was doing. And, uh, you know, a couple of interesting little nuggets in there, but on the whole, d- what does it mean? It's kind of more fuel for the fire you've been talking all morning about whether or not the uh, housing minister will uh, be fired or step down i'm not sure the principle of uh, protect the king is the uh, is the operating uh, concept in play politically and so i'm not sure that him being fired would in any way protect the premier right now he is a bit like the ablative heat shield on a returning space capsule you don't jettison your heat shield while the heat's still on okay but i i just i I see it as inevitable that he's going to be forced out but at the same time i'm i'm with you that things have changed over the last 20 years or so used to be something went wrong cabinet minister walked the plank now you just wait it out which is what justin trudeau has done like a dozen times Yeah, well, I mean, look, all the opposition parties are going to continue to call for a change of government because that's what they do. And so in the meantime, they call for changes in ministers because that's what they do. Nothing the premier does is going to stop that. So, you know, they called for the firing of the chief of staff. He stepped down. Uh, Then they all of those guns turned on the minister to get him to step down when he turns when he does. And eventually, he's not going to be in that job anymore. But uh, then where do the guns focus? Well, they focus back on Doug Ford. Do you buy what Sabrina Nanji was saying just a few minutes ago, that there may be a cabinet shuffle tomorrow, which may sort of, I don't know if it's elegant, but uh, you know, it may just bury this whole thing by shuffling a few people around? Uh, I suspect, look, if uh, Steve Clark is going to go, he's either going to resign on his own, or there will be a shuffle, and he might be moved. But... I don't know that that uh, I, I'm not. I wouldn't put money on that, but I'm not as close to uh, you know the people working inside Queens Park as she is. So yeah. she would have better instincts on that than I do. So this is uh, also happening in Toronto, apparently. But some coverage today about how people calling nine one one in Mississauga and Brampton wind up on hold. One story in particular is harrowing. It's a family and uh, five people burst into their home to rob them with weapons. They call nine one one and it's like please hold yeah it's a problem everywhere because uh you know there's the popul you know just population growth the number of incidents growth uh trying to staff up uh, call centers for the peak times when everybody all calls at the same time it's easy to staff a call center when uh, you know it's the dead of night and nothing's happening um so it's always a bit of a uh it's a management art for sure 
The trouble is the phone rings, they have to answer it, they have to then triage it. That takes some time before they can even tell whether it's an actual emergency. I don't know. Kids, I think, maybe in school should be taught how to call 911. I don't know if that happens, but like at some point, there's still 40% of calls going into 911 centers that are just not supposed to ever go to 911. Clearly, there's a misunderstanding about what this service is for and when to use it. And so I, we need to do a much better job of teaching people because not everybody's an idiot. But, uh, you know, there's there's clearly just some lack of something. I don't know what it is. It's frustrating. A Nazi uniform was put up for sale at an antiques market, and I don't know why they didn't think that that was going to be controversial. Uh, it has turned out to be a controversy, and it's been taken down. It was up for sale, believe it or not, for 6500 bucks. Yeah, I'm of two minds of this one. I, I'm okay with what the friends of Simon Wiesenthal, Wiesenthal uh, sort of uh, said. You know, they don't like this stuff being sold. Fair enough. They have a vested interest in here that uh, they earn through blood and uh, suffering. But on the same time, it is a piece of uh, history. And uh, what do antiques markets do? They sell pieces of history. So... You know, to some, it is a horrific reminder of how their families were persecuted. To others, it's uh, just a piece of history. Now, there are people who might want to buy it, who buy it with, uh, you know, pro-Hitler sort of fetishistic kind of fantasies. But a lot of people might. I mean, the reason why it's there is because some soldier who fought and bled to fight Nazis took it home to remember that particular part of their life and now it's uh, coming up on the market uh, you know the friends of Simon Wiesenthal say it should go to a museum well how does it get to a museum it gets sold to a museum meanwhile there's a convoy uh, possibly headed to break the evacuation order in Yellowknife and I don't know that we can read too much into this mark maybe people are just tired of not being in their homes yeah, I think that's probably the gist of it. I mean, there was a similar, uh, you know, incident in uh, the area of British Columbia where I grew up in the sort of Kamloops Shushwap in and around Chase. And, uh, you know, people in that case, and I suspect in Northwest Territories, they're out of, well, in Northwest Territories, they've been out of their homes for some time now. Their homes on Yellowknife have not burned. Uh, the fire hasn't gotten into the city because, you know, combination of uh, changes in the weather and outstanding firefighting, I assume. But uh, how long should they stay out of their homes? I mean, government sort of rightly evacuates areas to protect people, but then it keeps them evacuated for its convenience. It makes firefighting easier, no doubt. But in the meantime, what do you do with your life? It, we kind of had the same thing during COVID with the lockdown. It was convenient for the government to lock everybody down, but what do you do with your life? And so at some point, people are questioning government's decision. Like, oh, why can't I be in my home? It hasn't burned. Uh, in the Shushwap, you know, people were wanting to, to go in to help homeowners who'd stayed to protect their homes because they didn't feel the government was providing any fire protection anyway, and they wanted to protect their own property. So there's a fundamental lack of trust in government, and government needs to also make sure that it is only asking for what it needs to ask and no more. Do you think there's merit to a lawsuit in the States? A guy is suing because he insists that uh, the burger in a real uh, Burger King burger is not actually the size as depicted in publicity. 
yes and no. I think this is kind of like the Matrix. I want to live in the. <laughs> excuse me. I want to live in the Matrix. I want the hamburger that appears in the photograph. If you showed me a photograph of the hamburger that I'm actually going to get, I wouldn't want it. Uh, so you know, all photography is a bit of sleight in hand, including food photography. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. You know, wedding photos are always beautiful, uh, even though you know the day itself might have had a lot of uh, stress for you. So photography is always the world as we wish it was. Thanks a lot for this. Great to talk with you this morning. Take care, John. That's News Talk 1010's Mark Tui. And yeah, food styling, it's a profession. And here's an insider secret. When you're looking at a nice photograph of ice cream, it's mashed potatoes.